What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. What's up, what's up, what's up? So in this episode of Sides of Boxing, I'm going to get into the Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter fight and how that went down because it was so entertaining, so powerful, something that's going to be remembered for years to come, decades, centuries, like this fight is going down in the history books, hands down. So I'm definitely going to talk about that fight as well as Anthony Durrell versus David Benavidez. So let's get straight into it. Before I get into the main fights, which include fights like Anthony Durrell versus David Benavidez and Earl Spence versus Sean Porter, I want to talk about some honorable mention boxers who had a great weekend as well. One of the boxers I want to mention is Joey Spencer, who got a win and improves to 9-0 in the junior middleweight division. Robert Guerrero, who got a nice win in the welterweight division. He now got 36 wins, 6 losses, and 1 draw. And also talk about Josecito Lopez, who got a nice win. Mario Barrios, who did a very controversial win, but nonetheless, he got the win with two KOs that he got, or knockdowns that he got. And also Daniel Dubas, he did a fantastic job in his fight on Friday night, and he knocked out the uh, guy that he fought, and it was in superb fashion. He, his job is very strong. And I just wanted to point him out because he continues his undefeated rank. So that's all I have to say about the honorable mentions right now. And let's get into the main fights. The first fight that I want to talk about is the Anthony Durrell versus David Benavidez fight. Anthony Durrell came into this fight with 33 wins, one loss, and one draw, and he has 24 KOs. And David Benavidez came into this fight with 21 wins, zero losses, and 18 KOs. He's undefeated in this campaign. And this is for the WBC Super Middleweight title. Anthony Durrell currently held the title for this fight, but David Benavidez did have the belt in the past, but lost it in 2018. So he's now getting the chance to reclaim his belt that he previously lost. This fight was very important. I felt like this was such a good fight going into it because Anthony Durrell is the type of guy who's going to bring the pressure. He's going to try to come at you. He's going to use a lot of skills as well. He can kind of fight off his back foot. And I just felt like it'll be a good fight. Nonetheless, but Anthony Durrell does have a kind of style where he tries to get out of the way. So I knew it was going to be very dramatic as well. Like like if he get hit with a, a low blow and it might not even been that hard, but he would kind of exaggerate it and the fight would be very like entertaining and odd and not expected. And also he gets cut a lot. So going into this fight, I expected either him getting cut or him getting hit with the shot that David Benavidez hit him with. And then he trying to find his way out of the fight. And that's how it kind of went, I would say. It went more so to the cut because when the fight happened, I want to say in rounds one through rounds four, the fight was very competitive. It was back and forth. Had David Benavidez win the first round, Anthony Durrell win in the second round. David Benavidez won the third round, Anthony Durrell won in the fourth round. It wasn't until round five, six, seven, it started getting a deeper on where I just started seeing David Benavidez starting to take over. The reason why I'm saying that is because in rounds one through four, 
they were going back and forth with the with the guards to just some punches. Like David Benavides was throwing more of the jab. He was more getting more aggressive in the rounds that he was winning. But then Anthony Durrell would do a good job of moving around the ring, not letting Anthony, I mean, David Benavidez get comfortable. And he was doing a good job with just his ring general generalship. So it was it was very it was very entertaining. But when round six came along, that's when things changed because Anthony Durrell got hit with a nasty uh, shot, like two shots, heavy punches, and it left a cut on Anthony Durrell's eye. I want to say it was his right eye, and that changed the entire fight because that cut gashed open. I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did, but Anthony Durrell definitely got caught with a mean shot, and he couldn't really see out that eye. It seemed like it was so big. I thought the doctors were going to end it after round six, but they didn't allow him to keep going. They kept checking on the eye. It didn't make a difference because David Benavides was on him. He was going to keep putting that pressure on. That's what he did. And he just kept putting that pressure on until he got a TKO, I want to say, in round nine. And that was the end of that. David Benavidez got his title back, the WBC Super Middleweight title, which he rightfully deserved. He worked hard for it. And now he gets to fight better competition, which is with regards to Caleb Plant. I know them two definitely don't like each other. So I would love to see that in the future. But nonetheless, it was a very good fight up until the cut. The cut just pretty much sealed it for David Benavidez. This was a good test for him to see where he went wrong because he did make some errors, some mistakes that he still got to work on. But definitely a good learning experience because now he's fighting better competition and he's showing that he deserves to be there. And he has the belt now, so now he he's going up there with the big fish and now he can call the shots for the most part. And so that's where it's going to now. So that's all I really have to say about this fight. Now, let's get into the main event fight with Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter. Errol Spence Jr. came into this fight 25 wins, 0 losses, and 21 KOs. And Sean Porter came into this fight 30 wins, two losses and one draw with 17 KOs. And this was for the welterweight division, which was 12 rounds. And this was for a title unification fight, which means that Earl Spence had the IBF world title and Sean Porter had the WBC world title. And the winner of this fight was gonna be the, the belt holder of both of those belts. And one fighter was gonna go home with none. When the fight started, Earl Spence and Sean Porter were just trying to see, throwing different angles at each other, trying to figure out where they was going to get their range coming from, what openings did they see in the first round, second round. It was kind of like that type of feel. When it got to the, I want to say, third round, fourth round, it started to pick up a little bit. Sean Porter was throwing a little bit more angles. He was pivoting very well when he was getting across the ropes. He was pressuring a little bit more. And Earl Spence was doing a great job of uh, putting his head down. I want to say that's kind of dirty, but it's a tactic that I know Sergey Kovalov does a lot. And it, it, it's a good tactic if you don't get in trouble with the ref. So Earl Spence was doing that. Earl Spence did throw a couple body shots, but he also threw a couple low blows that I want to point out because those are blow blows that the ref did not see, I feel. And those could have been deductions because he threw a good amount of them to Sean Porter throughout the, the middle rounds and it was clear as day when we go to the instant replay. So they were going back and forth. One thing that I want to point out though is that Earl Smith fought a different, completely different fight than he fought against Mikey Garcia. 
Earl Spence fought a fight that was literally how he explained what was going to happen. He wanted to be in the trenches with Sean Porter. He didn't want to box. He didn't want to just showboat and move around. He literally said, I'm going to stand in front of you and I'm going to throw shots with you in exchange. And that's what happened. And with Mikey Garcia fight, his previous fight, he literally was just boxing. He didn't give Mikey Garcia any opportunity to get inside. He just kept it an outside fight, kept a jab going. And that was the end of because Mikey couldn't get around his jab. And this fight is a proven uh, testament to how Earl Spence fights and how versatile he is and how great of a boxer he is because in this fight, he took a lot of shots that he normally didn't take. He took a lot of... Every single round, I want to say, Sean Porter hit him with at least a shot that made him, uh, his head jump back, like pop back, or made him feel it. Like, it was just a shot, some powerful shots that Sean Porter was landing on Earl Spence. But Earl Spence never fell. Earl Spence never felt like it hurt him too bad. And that's just a testament because he wanted to stay in there, stay in the trenches and, and dog it out, man, and throw as many shots as he could and throw different angles and stand right in front of Sean Porter and try to get him onto the rope and try to just bully him. And that's that's a tough order to do against a fighter like Sean Porter because that's his specialty. That's what he's known for, and that's what he's very good at. And majority of these rounds, they were like, in a sense, I wouldn't say there were more rounds that Sean Porter clearly won then there were rounds that Earl Spence clearly won because Sean Porter did a very good job at pressuring, moving his head. He moved his head very well, and he was landing shots. The copy box on the on the uh, pay-per-view uh, fight didn't show as many shots that Sean Porter landed, but he definitely landed more than what they were showing on the screen. He did a, just a fantastic job of, of moving that head throwing different shots, being very awkward, throwing different angles, and it was landing. He was throwing four or five combination punches. Uh, he was throwing uppercuts, like four, three or four uppercuts in a row, and it was landing. It was like something that Earl just wasn't – he never got so comfortable to the point where he, he was dominating the fight. It was just a very close, close fight. When the championship rounds came, Sean Porter did – did uh, a mistake, and I believe because Sean Porter he he loved to tuck his head down, and to a certain extent, he tucked it down and caught a hook shot from Earl Spence, and then knocked him down, and his gloves touched the canvas, and that was considered a knockdown. And I believe, as well as other people, that was the determining factor for Earl Spence to get the nod in this fight. I mean, it was so close leading up to that knockdown that that knockdown meant so much. And he even, Sean Porter even knew it, and Earl Spence as well as everybody else knew it. And I like how Sean Porter, when he got in, when he got, when he got knocked down and he got up, he was like, let's go. He was like ready. Like he was yelling it, like, look, man, you got me down, but you're not going to knock me out. Like, and we're going to finish this fight. And then round 12 came, Sean was, came back, hit Earl with some devastating shots. But Earl continued to cap on. Earl did get cut. I remember. Also, I want to point that out. Earl did get cut. It was a small cut. Really didn't do much. But Earl, uh, Sean Porter did say he, he was going to cut him. And sure enough, he did. He, he definitely cut Earl Spence. And I, I definitely laughed about that because I was like, man, he did say it, man. He did speak that into fruition. He said he was going to cut him with a headbutt. And that's what he did. 
And like I said, this fight was just so entertaining. It was so rugged. It was just they was giving it they all. They was they got good chins. They were just taking so many devastating shots. So when scorecards came out, two of the judges scored the fight 116-111. And then one judge gave the fight to Sean Porter, which was 115-112. And so it was a split decision victory for Earl Spence due to the two judges picking 116-111. Now, a lot of people believe that it was much closer than that. Some people believe that Sean Porter won the fight. It was very, like, up in the air a little bit. It just wasn't dominant that Earl Spence won this fight. And so this was just one of those instances where Earl Spence was going to get the nod, and that's what happened. I want to say that one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people think that Earl Spence is very vulnerable now because it looks so close and people believe that he lost, which I highly doubt. I felt like that Earl Spence did uh, exactly what he wanted to do, and it could have been a much easier fight for Earl, but he wanted to fight it out with Sean Porter. And because you've seen it with Mikey Garcia, he did not do anything that he did against Sean Porter. Those are two completely different fights. And that just shows you that he chose to fight like this against Sean Porter. And he didn't have to. And so, with regards to him and Terrence Crawford, with regards to him and Danny Garcia, potentially, and in any of these next fights, I believe that he won't fight like the way he fought with Sean Porter because that's that was a Pacific fight in which he wanted to prove that he can be a dog, too. They did have a big blowout with regards to... The final press conference after the fight, they were arguing back and forth. And Sean was like saying that he he brought a lot of people here. And Earl was like, you don't have no land. You ain't sell out nothing. You can't sell out your own venue in your own hometown and stuff like that. And I I was surprised because I was like, man, they should have been going hard like before the fight like this. But it seemed like they needed to go another 12 rounds to hash it out, man, because they, they definitely didn't leave this fight on good terms at that press conference. So they, it, it was definitely entertaining. I definitely felt like they could do a rematch, but also I feel like Earl Smith could just move on. It's a unification fight. It's going to be a tough fight. It's not going to be easy. So definitely he can move on and just say, look, I knocked that off my list. I got the win. I'm moving on to bigger and better things. And that's what I believe he should do because he, it's a tough fight and he got bigger fish to fry now. So that's what I got to say about this fight. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating, as well as tell a friend and tell a friend if they're boxing fans, because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. And the month of October is going to be so great with a lot of fights. So stay tuned to that, and God bless.